what's going on around you, those things you see are temporary. And I can help you with that to understand easily from the day you were born, can you flash your mind, problems you had in primary school, where are they? Problems you had, many of you when you were going to university, where are they? Your fears that you will not pass, you are a professional now anyway. Some of us failed several times, but today we are one of the names in the profession, isn't it? And there are people who came with first class, they are not hard again. Isn't it? Every problem, every manifestation around man is temporal. That's the reason why it is good for the spirit man never to concentrate on the physical. You connect to the Holy Spirit all the time. Every problem that will happen in your life, God knew they will come. And God knew he would solve them. And God needs your help. Okay? When I blessed you and I was going in there, what, what some of you may not know is that the, first, the night before we started this convention, I was knocked down by some weather flu or whatever. Terrible one. Very, very terrible. That I lost my voice and all stuff like that. And um, I just had some hard, you know, I woke up and in, in my throat up, I was having this pain. And um, I had this, like something stuck in my throat on the top of my throat. I have learned to understand that man can switch his mind off from any pain and any sickness or any discomfort. And I've taught you this, that any discomfort must not stop your daily plan. There is an adage in my, in my, in my dialect, my former, my mother tongue. They said that when an elephant is going to drink water, every tentacles along his path, he drags them to the, to the river. There could be many tentacles, many roots across his path, he drags them to the river. And I've taught you how that is by the Spirit. If you can understand the doctrines of Christ, that everything that is physical is temporal, but what is eternal is the thing unseen. You belong to the part of the superior unseen, which are the intelligentsias of God. That is where things are decided. And if you can recognize that, it doesn't matter what's around you. Your heart is centered on what God is saying. I would gather now. I want you all to be very spiritual. I don't want any member of this church to be carnal. The reason why CFT had not sprung up all over the places, as you know that if I had wanted to do that, we would have had branches all over. I want to go to my grave in peace. Okay? I will not have situations where I have pastors and they are witch doctors or they are adulterers, impregnate three, four, five girls. I better don't have branches. And the ones that I have, those who are there are like me. I have no headache over any branch of CRT Global. And all my pastors are from me. God healed them out of this rock. So what I speak is in their mouth. My lifestyle is in their life. I don't want branches. I want children. I will together now. And I have held my peace so much and concentrated on developing you here. All these young ones who are now grown-ups, they are the ones that can represent me. Together with all the older ones who have been with me for years. People who have understood that 
the world will change, but CFT must not change. The church will change, but CFT must not change. The religion that we receive is not a new one, it's the old one, which is not subject to changes. My members don't preach demon, they preach Jesus. They don't preach prosperity, they preach righteousness. Those are my ministers. And they live righteousness. Those are my ministers. They cannot be deceived by wave of doctrine. That's why all of them too, nobody can be a pastor in CFT if you don't have a career. If you don't have a job, you cannot lead my people because I won't give to somebody who is jobless to control those who have jobs. What does you want to tell them? What does you want to tell them? Somebody who had not found a career in life and succeed. And he said that he tried this, God block it. He tried that, God block it. How will he unblock the ways for several people that more demons are blocking? I would never send the jobless man. I was, the Lord told me to start reading today the book of Mark. And I'll share that with you. But before I share that with you, let me say this to you. When I went into that room right now to go and, you know, refresh myself before coming back to you. And the Lord spoke to me. You know what he said to me? He said, thank you, my son. I said, Lord, you thank me? I said, why? He said, because you bless my children. I said, I bless your children? He said, yes. He said, did I not say to Aaron, thus shall you bless my people, and when you shall bless them, you shall invoke my name upon them, that I may bless them. And I found myself, how am I relevant? Why wouldn't God just bless his children? He said, we're partners. He said, you bless my children. He said, you bless them. And he says to me, listen to me, I will bless you. <laughs> and the Lord said to me, I will bless you. And I will say this to you before I start teaching you. If you're a member of this church, be happy with those who have success. Celebrate not the defeat of any member, but they are lifting up. Live daily and die for the lifting up of every member of this house. You know what? If anybody wish any member of my church, you know, contrary, he will fall in my fire because I curse those who wish them contrary every day. I have done it about at least three times today. And I woke up in the new year, new month. I said to the Lord, my members, as you said before them this month, anything, anybody, any spirit that will try to undo my labor over them, so shall it be unto him. I live to see you succeed. I fight rest of day and night that you will succeed, whatever the case may be. It's not subject to your behavior. If you're a member of this family, in the household of God are many vessels, some to honor noble, some to ignoble, but they are in the house. And it says that if you cleanse yourself from the latter, everybody enter by being ignoble, and then we'll get to less noble, and then we become noble. So if you are still ignoble, your ignobility does not revoke my blessing. You will be blessed though you are ignoble. 
The blessing will change your life, change your way, change your until you know how to use that mouth to prophesy instead of backbites. Yeah? You think they are not part of the kingdom? People go about from now to how they call them people in Nigeria. They are few here, but allow them to breathe. My prayer day and night will change you to righteous. If you step your feet in CFT, you are not doomed to go to hell. You are here so that you will go to heaven at all costs. By force, you will enter heaven. Whatever it takes, God and I, whether to box you, to punch you, to throw you up and tear you to pieces and put you together, you will reach heaven anyway. So celebrate people that God may celebrate you. Wish them good all your life. That they may wish that God may bless your own ways too. Alright? Disagreement doesn't mean enemy. We may disagree in opinion. Alright? Husband and wife don't agree 24-7, 35 days of the year. Especially a person who marries someone like Apostle Williams. Don't you understand that? Because while you are still talking about what you think, sometime... I am switched off totally from this universe. And there is no way you can make me understand that. Is it not ridiculous? It may take you months to get to where I was. For those months you think there will be peace, peace and then no peace, peace and then no peace. Then you, you, you learn to live in peace when there is no peace. Are we together now? That is how I found my God. Rejoice with those who rejoice. There is no enemy in this house. If a witch join here, it's no more a witch, it's a saint. Are we together now, somebody? When the Lord spoke to me, it really caught my heart. That I know that when I bless you, God will bless me. But for me to hear God say thank you to me for blessing his own children... It meant so much to me. You know, it's like it validates what I stand for. And it makes me more happy that I'm on the right path. I've taught you, divide the man from the conduct. Love the man. If the conduct is not good, don't like the conduct. Neither should you condone it. Confront that conduct, but still love that man. I would mean any woman who can get this, you can marry devil and he will be your husband for life. If he's a devil. That is those of you who have already married them. I'm not saying that those of you who have not should apply for. But if you have already found yourself in the lion's den, lion can become your bed. It happened to Daniel. It will happen to you as well. But it's a lot of patience. And a lot of practicality of the word of God. Somebody who is now practicalizing the word of God. Those of you who married the angels, thank God for you. And those of you who have not married, open your eyes and your nose and your ears. Don't marry by prophecy, marry by sights. Hallelujah. Because when God created Eve, he didn't give to Adam by faith. He brought Adam to look at. And the Bible says Adam spoke by sight, not by prophecy. This at last, 
He observed the character, observed the nature, he observed personality, observed the relationship. Because you know Adam was like God. He could read into the spirit of that woman straight away. That this is compatible with me. It doesn't just look good. We are compatible. Because you see marriage, first of all, is about compatibility, not about goodility. Are we together? It's compatibility inside of man, connecting with inside of man. Because you may look good, look attractive, but it's fire inside. Are we together? Are we together? Marriage means two cannot join together unless they agree. Isn't it? I'm not marrying you because thou dost hear the Lord. If the Lord spoke and I saw you, what am I seeing? Because when God brought Eve to Adam, Adam penetrated the whole being of Eve and said, this at last is bone. That is bonding. He didn't say, this looks beautiful. Yes, I'm educated. She is educated or he is educated. I'm a woman, I'm a visionary. This man is just ahead of me. He can think more than me. He can create atmosphere for me to function with my grace. Not a man who you speak some language he doesn't understand. I say God said, God didn't say. Man said. Alright? A human too. You want a standard of living you don't go and manage a woman because she looks, her nose look good, but character is bankrupt. And say, we will manage it, God will hear. God doesn't hear that kind of prayer because the moment you carry that, God said it's your cross. Hello? Next week, Wednesday, marriage seminar begins here. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. From Holy Ghost to marriage. Is that not too good? <laughs> don't marry for compassion don't marry for pity because pity does not put food on the table neither does pity satisfy the heart of a man bone of my bone flesh those of you who are young girls don't think about husband don't think about boyfriend read well read well so that useless man won't walk before you Love God well, read well, so that the people who will think of coming to you, they will think twice. A man who is still talking blah, 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 with two legs opposite, they will not come near you. Because once they see you, they size you up, they will know that this is a high standard. Are you with me now? And if you know your standard is higher than a person as a woman, don't go to a man whose standard is lower. You will frustrate him. That marriage cannot work. It has never worked. It will not work now. Never shall it work. Even if fire is burning on your head, the man will begin to envy you. Because if a man, if a woman's hand is higher than the husband, it causes spontaneous envy. Are we together now? May you not marry a worker about. You didn't hear what I said. <laughs> May you not marry a worker about. All right. God has blessed us tonight. Let me just read this to you 15 minutes and I'm closing tonight. Pastor Fumi, time me. 
Really, this is um, 21. I will stop in 8 minutes, 9 minutes. 9.30, I will stop. The Lord told me today that he wants me to begin to study him again. So I thought to myself, what can we study about him? What can I study him? And the Spirit of God told me, reminded me that you are studying about healing and faith. Why don't you look at Christ's healing ministry and faith ministry? So that you can look at yourself in the light of that. And I tell all of you, those of you who are in Shiloh Pilas, that you are reading the Bible from chapter to chapter, tomorrow, read the book of Mark. Stop where you are. When you finish Mark, you go back to where you are. In your Bible study next week, suspend what you have been reading. We go to the book of Mark. Tomorrow, the book of Mark. This is what I saw. Let me read this to you. Mark 1. We'll just look at a few verses because I have about eight more minutes now. Mark chapter 1. And this will interest you. Verse 1. The beginning of the gospel about Jesus Christ, the Son of God. It is written in Isaiah the prophet, I will send my messengers ahead of you who will prepare your way. A voice of one crying in deserts, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. I'm reading the NIV. Verse 4 says, And so John came baptizing in the desert region and preaching a baptism of repentance. Now look at the location of John. That's the first thing that God called my attention to. Your location has nothing to do with your blessing. If that location is divine location. Those who are running from the war-torn areas and running from, you know, all these uh, African countries and stuff. There are people living in Africa and they are prospering. If God ordains you to be in Europe as in this season, it's better you be in Europe. If he ordains you to be in Africa, stay there. John was in the desert. A mightily anointed man. But you see, the, the record of Mark is interesting. It says, and, John, and so John came baptizing in the desert, in desert region and preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins, the whole Judean country, countryside, and all the people of Jerusalem went out to him. Confessing their sins, they were baptized by him in the Jordan River. When a man stays in the obedience of God, he will prosper. That's a great lesson. They went to him, he didn't go to them, though he was in the desert. Now, the record of Luke and Mark, uh, Mark, uh, Matthew and Luke, you know, records about the caliber of people who came, generals in the army, the rich people, they went to him to the extent that Herod the king was hearing his, the voice of John in his palace without microphone. People carried it. Now look at verse 6. It says, John wore clothing made of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist and he ate locusts and wild honey. And this was his message. After me will come one more powerful than I. The, the tongues of whose sandal I'm not worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with Holy Spirit. Can you imagine that this message is so short, but it, that's what he repeats. And yet, people went. You must know the message that God gives you in your lips for ministry that will bring the people. 
If you stay in what God sends you, the people will come. All right? Now, if you go further, it says, this is now very interesting. At that time, verse 9, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee. Understand this, Nazareth in Galilee. And was baptized by John in Jordan. The first thing the Lord stopped me there, I said, how far is Nazareth to Jordan? I said, Lord, I don't know. He said, go to the Google map. And I went and checked Google map. Jordan to, to, to Nazareth was 49 miles. And Jesus trekked it. It's like going from um, uh, Bilariki or going from uh, Basildin, trekking to New Cross. Because where his blessing is, he must go there. All right? Where we are, everyone that belongs here will come. You don't have to worry yourself. They will find you out. Now he says, as Jesus was coming out of the water, he saw heavens open. And the Spirit of the Lord descending, uh, heavens open, being, being turned open, and the Spirit descending upon on him like a dove. That is John. If you look at verse 32, John witnessed that. And it says, at once the Spirit sent him out into the desert. In the west, sorry, it says, and the voice, and the voice, verse 11, came from heaven, you are my son whom I love you I love with you and well pleased. Now, then it says, At once the Spirit sent him into the desert. And he was in the desert 40 days, being tempted by Satan. He was with the wild animals and angels attended to him. Two things I want to know, not bypass here, is that he, after he was baptized, okay, the voice of God spoke, which John witnessed in verse 32. It says, you are my son who I will please. Now, God, the only thing you must seek for is the, please, the pleasing will of God, which is the perfect will of God. You must seek to do things that God will be pleased with in everything. In everything. You must seek to please God in everything. Relationship, in church, in work, anywhere you are. You must seek to please God. And that is hearing God or looking at the word scriptures to measure what you're doing. But let me say this, he went further to say, you know, after he was in the desert, led by the Holy Spirit, don't go into long fast if the Holy Spirit didn't talk to you. Not in your heart, not your thought, I mean. It must be by vision, audible voice, real encounter. All right? You see, many people have gone to a long fast, thinking that they will come out of that fast and the whole dead body in crematorium will rise up. It doesn't work like that. What brings power is a day-to-day seeking of God. Constant relationship with God is what builds up authority. It's not somebody going to the wilderness and fasting. Unless the Lord tells you to go. And if the Lord is the one who told you, you must have a vision, open vision, encounter before the end of that, that, that visitation. That is the evidence that God led you. God will never lead you to a long fast without appearing to you, what are you fasting for them? And telling you three things you should do. Giving you redirection, not by thought. You will see angels. 
I only did three days and Jesus walked into my room. And that's the three days he said to me to do. Okay? He walked into my room. And that's the same thing here. That is Holy Ghost led. Alright? Other fasting, we do it. Pray for power, pray for stuff. I've told you in this church, we want to go to a fast. It's better do just three days and that's enough. Because three days change the edict in the days of Esther. Alright? So, but you pray regularly. It's better than to fast for seven days without food and water. Okay? So then he says, and he was in desert 40 days and then the angels attended to him. Then the last one, where we are going to stop. I will read 14 to 20 and we stop for today. He says, after John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee proclaiming the good news of God. This time, he, you know, this time, uh, he said, the time has come, he said, the kingdom of God is near. Repent and believe the good news. Now, Jesus went from where? Jesus went from Nazareth to Galilee. Okay? And then he was preaching. Nazareth to Galilee, I went to Google it, it's about nine miles. And I saw where these places were. This is one of the center core of Jesus' operation. Let me say his borough. And it says, Jesus walked beside the sea of Galilee. He saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting what? A net into the lake for they were fishermen. So for God to use you, you must be successful in anything you are doing. Jesus never called anybody who is loitering about, assuming that he will succeed. He never had any success. No, Jesus didn't do that. The first person they were called, they had a business, a fishing business, trawler business, okay? And that person was, was in the hard labor. Jesus saw that this one is working hard. So if I call him, he will put that hard work into the kingdom. He was not a lazy man. Two brothers. Okay? Then when Jesus saw that one finish, Jesus went to the next one. He says, and Jesus walked beside the lake, see, and he called Simon and his brother Andrew, casting their net into the, into the lake. For they were fishermen. They have profession. Come, follow me. Jesus said, and I will make you what? Fishers of men. If you don't know how to catch fish, you don't know how to catch men. If you cannot be successful in what you are doing, you will be a bankrupt pastor. Those are the ones who take five offerings in a meeting. And everything they do is attached to a seed. Because they have no success. If you struggle with success, how can you help other people to be successful? You don't know the principle of success. You don't, you can't, you don't have the acumen to success. You don't even have the reasoning and the mental to succeed. Those are the people who exploit others with empty words. Look at the next thing. At once they left their nets and followed him. Verse 19. When he had gone a little further, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John in a boat, preparing their nets. Okay? They were walking. Without delay, he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. That's why we stop for tonight. Tomorrow, I'm going to take you through now into Jesus casting out demons, the faith operation of Jesus Christ and deliverance operation of Jesus Christ. Listen to me. If anybody says God is calling me, 
how you can prove it is that whatever you are doing now, you must be successful. Okay? Jesus himself, before he was called, he was a carpenter, a professional carpenter. That's why the people said, when they saw him in, Naz- in his own hometown, I read it to you yesterday, they said, is, are you, is it not the carpenter's son? The one who, who builds our furniture? How can he now say that he is the Messiah? None of them said that he, we paid him, he didn't deliver. If he was a person who they would give money, he didn't deliver their jobs, they would begin to speak. That what are you going to tell us about God? You are a debtor. You, you didn't do my, you took my money. Then we come and say, you took my money. Okay, pay us our money now and we know that you are picking God. We'll follow that God. He was a hard-working man. You know, if you are not a hard-working man, you cannot be a hard-working pastor. Pastoral call is a multitask. A pastor is a generalmatician who must equip himself in multiple knowledge because you'll be dealing with various cases of people. And you must not cancel wrongly. You must not misdirect them. So therefore, Jesus never called anybody who was a sleeper. They will have dragged his work back. And I said to you that Christ with tabernacle is not branch crazy. Setting up branches all over the whole place. I will go to my grave happy. Singing glory. Because I don't have proliferation of churches all over the whole place. And imbeciles become pastors. Yes. And they begin to, to assassinate the, 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 the call of God. And bring the name of God to disrepute. I will not be that. If I send anybody that person... I have proven it is solid. If you look at all our pastors all over the world, they have careers. And this is the policy of this church. It doesn't have to be that they are graduate because we have people who are not graduates, who are in the village pastoring. I won't send a graduate to go and pastor village people. That is stupid also. An educated man should be sent to educated people. That is the principle of the scripture. Because when you take a bank manager and you make him a village pastor, that is the most stupid thing. Holy Spirit will not do that. Everything that you acquire in human knowledge, God, if God will use you, God will, is building it because when he will now use you, he will need all those things. I will together now. Who should God use best in healing if not a doctor? Because when somebody tells him his case, as a medical doctor, he knows what he's doing, what is happening. So when he will command, he knows what to speak into. That's why people like us have to go and educate ourselves from the doctors. And sometimes if you have to talk to a doctor about some cases, that doctor must be solid. Or else, what we have unraveled and known because of our investigation, he may have to go back and read. That's the fact. So to be a, a pastor, you are a generalmatician. So if you, are, if you are supposed to be a generalmatician, if only one career you are struggling and failing, how can you pastor people to destiny? You are supposed to raise president of nation rulers in the parliament, judges and engineers and doctors and qualified men. If you are not qualified in what you are doing, even if it's a carpenter, they should know you that you have a furniture company. You will be intimidated by their knowledge. You will misguide people because of professional pride. At the end of the day, Second Corinthians Chapter 5, verse 10 applies. For we will all stand before the judgment seat of Christ that we may give account to everything we have done in the bodily form, whether good or bad. You will discover that you have done more bad than good. After death. So I'm stopping here to help you understand. You're following Jesus. He's a workaholic. Jesus says, 
my father has been working from beginning until now he's working. He worked until he died. So you cannot be a lazy man and be a born again. Born again should have killed that laziness in you and make you a hard worker. You cannot read to a level and say that is the end of it. We haven't had your name in the career you are reading. Read more. Someone says, book doesn't enter my head. Who told you that? Man write it, man read it, man pass it. Put your head first before you know whether the book does not read. Do you read daily times? Yes. Do you read Bible? Yes. If you can read Bible and understand, Bible is tougher than any book of, of academics. Because Bible, you, you read the letter, okay? But then you also read the spirit. The book of man, you don't read the spirit. You read what is written and you give them back what they said. And you pass. No, be so. Study to sue yourself. Say it loud. Approve work, man. Eh? Study to show yourself. Approve work, man. Who is not? Eh? That need not to be ashamed, but rightly dividing words. So the word of truth. If you rightly, is that not how to read book? Read book and get the division. Get the one that is right. Put the other one there. Hmm? Rightly dividing. Study, study to show yourself. Study if you're a mechanic. Let me see your workshop. Like Brother Patrick. I believe that Brother Patrick is a mechanic kind of engineer because he has shop in Lewisham High Street. Yes, Brother Patrick. You don't know him. He went to read mechanical engineering degree. Then he went to do MBA. Among you. Then he started his own work- workshop. I went to his workshop to test him. The first time he told me that he started open workshop. I said, good. I'm so happy. You will drive out all these um, people who lie that they are doing uh, tire changing and they are changing people's engine in England. You know their name? <laughs> BBC showed them on television. I don't want to mention their name. You carry your tire to them that they are changing tire. They will be fiddling with your engine and then they will break your something again. It's in the public now. I said you will send them packing. Because he went to do mechanical engineering, he knows that his own, his own interest is to go into establishing it, and he went to do MBA. Okay? He set up his company. When you go into the company, it's computer that talks. If, you, if your car has any problem, if Brother Patrick tells you that this is the problem, you cannot go anywhere and find it unless somebody will lie to you. And if Brother Patrick tells you this is how much it costs you, if you go anywhere, you can only get it higher. He's a member of this church. I went to his shop. I've never seen somebody standing there. I gave you my, my car, and then one week, my car went to, 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 you know, it went, you know, something has happened. It doesn't happen. The guy did the engineering. He knows it. He talked engine. <laughs> I'm going to get that now. And when I got to his office, I discovered that this is, this is a setup of a man who is a manager. Then he said he has an MBA. I said, good. You, I will carry you to the government. Oh, yes, so stand up, let's pray. Lord, we thank you for everybody here. I thank you because every man here will succeed in Jesus' name. Lord, we have rebuilt the spirit of laziness and and weariness and frustration. And so, Lord, people live here today, challenged, fired up, with great conviction and faith.
As you said yesterday, whatever you ask in my name, you receive it. So, Lord, destiny is being born today. This week, you will give direction to everybody. I thank you for all these, my members. They will rule in Great Britain. All the members of Prophetic Voice churches all over the world, they will be exalted in the nations where they are established. In a short time, we will seize the government of nations. Sit in the office of power and authority. We will not be less or inferior to those who call themselves intelligence. We will become the, the center. They will come to seek knowledge. Solution for government matters. So that the counsel of God, holy counsel, will be enforced upon their decisions. So, Lord, the power of skill, the spirit of excellence rests upon everyone here. In Jesus' holy name we are praying. Somebody say amen. Put your hands together for the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. I think today I will call Pastor Roger to come and take our offering. Please, let's be seated. Please, let's be seated. Please, let's be seated.